Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shannon Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I'm currently placing little buildings on a little 3D island. <laughs> if you want to know more about Islanders, the video game, you should check out the pre-ramble by subscribing on, <laughs> on the Patreon. Patreon. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm Jay, and uh, I'm... I used to have like two recliners in our sunroom and I moved one down to the basement and the cat feels like I've taken over her chair. And so <laughs> that's, that's uh, what I'm currently dealing with. <laughs> uh, I'm Josh. Battle probably. Yeah. I'm Josh. And because in our pre-ramble, Trevor made me open steam like an idiot. I'm, I'm <laughs> roaming through steam right now, adding, more rogue, more rogue likes <laughs> and deck builders to my wish list because I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, you guys must feel like how drug dealers feel all the time, which, based on my watching of Breaking Bad, is like totally. They feel totally chill all the time and never paranoid. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. Well, just so to start off. Uh, news from Discount Games Inc. Um, the Dominion box sets are now in stock. Uh, we have them for sale at the full discount and full uh, our normal rebate program. So go ahead and uh, get that now. It is a um, a one and done box set. So once it's it's finished, it's going to not be available anymore. Sad. Yeah. Um, the other, I guess, some other things that uh, I was going to talk about with you guys. One was, so um, I did kind of a a fun night of podcasting last night, where like yesterday, Atomic Mass did a, a surprise. Um, They've come to bargain. Is that what you're about to tell me about? Yeah, Stormamu. Have Have you watched the the video? I watched it, yeah. Yeah, so you know, they there's a bunch of um models coming out to Omamu and the Mystics, um and uh, another version of Doctor Strange, the Ancient One, Doctor Voodoo, you know the Hood, et cetera, et cetera. Um so we I as as though I were a young man, I <laughs> stayed up until uh, one and Greg, my my co-host of Recalibration Matrix, we watched the finale of Loki 
together, like texting each other as, as uh, stuff's going on. I hate myself so much right now. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> because I look, here's what I honestly hate. Uh, and I should probably just stop doing it. I should stop trying to bring my family along for these rides. <laughs> I should just embrace that. I am a solo television watcher, a lonely man, you know, in a dark corner of his house, just watching things alone because Which, I'm still, we still have only finished episode one and I'm like so excited to watch the rest of it, but it's what you're only on the first episode. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because every week one of my children or, or no, I'm blaming my children is an issue or what the real problem is, you know, see, let's, let's see go previous back to the pre-rambles last, about yeah, let's, let's go to the last episode where you talked about, uh, the sun, your cruel mistress that yes. is wrecking your life. <laughs> and it's not just that, but it's also extended family. Cause like my siblings are up visiting. I shouldn't say my siblings, my sisters. And you know, my wife had a family reunion last week and it's just like everything is designed to interfere with what I want to do, which is nothing. I just want to sit and imbibe. <laughs> content. I just want to be an old man. Yes. yes. Like... I want to go to bed early. <laughs> We even tried to watch The Banker, Jay. Mm. Uh, my wife and I started it like four days ago and got about five minutes in before a whirlwind of people appeared in my basement and needed help with something. Or I, I don't even remember what happened, but I'm just like, but I blame course, the I yeah. blame the summer again. I continue to blame the summer. So you may carry on. I'm excited to hear how you and Greg will reacted to the finale. Yeah, I mean it was. It was fantastic, obviously. Um, it's Greg ended up so of Loki, WandaVision, and Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is obviously the worst of the three. Um, yes. Greg is he he liked Loki the best of of the three. I'm I'm not totally sure. I I might agree like with him. You I I'm, still might like WandaVision. Yeah, I I did I liked WandaVision a lot. Is there a comparable ship of Theseus moment in Loki? Mm, there are some really cool moments, yeah. Okay, all right. I, I'm I'm pretty excited. I know those two are going to go to battle in my heart for you know first place. Yeah. So we we stayed up late, we watched it, and then at like two in the morning, <laughs> we did a podcast about the the new releases, Black Widow and the Loki finale. You are <laughs> insane. <laughs> So I'm sure you guys won't be surprised by this, but because I'm such a lover of uh, time travel, um, interconnected dimensions, mm. uh, Loki's Loki's my favorite. But I I did not expect that going in because Loki's not one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. the MCU. Yeah, well, so. I give full credit and honor, and I know I shouldn't, but I give it all to Tom Hiddleston. Long may he reign. I just feel like he brought that character to life, and I know there's more characters in the series right but he just does such a good job with that character yeah i'll i'll agree with you uh i assume you've watched everything but the finale so far trevor yeah um we'll watch the finale here in about an hour and a half yeah wow. it actually will be after dinner so it'll be that must be what it's hours. like to be a good father <laughs> i see i don't give options to josh you just need to you need to lay like, down the father hey, now we're law. going to i that's why i said you're clearly a good father I clearly well, give my children too much freedom 
Yeah, I just tell them, hey, after we're done with dinner, we as a family are sitting down and we're watching this. Although, to be fair with Loki, uh, my boys have not shown a lot of interest, so I haven't haven't necessarily forced uh, Cody to watch. Like uh, they haven't connected with it as much. I never we I think he watched the first episode. Um, I know this is probably hard to believe, but my middle my middle boy he loves slapstick humor. Uh huh. Um, so if it's not like in your face slapstick humor, he's he loses interest. Or I guess there's probably some other things, but really it just comes down to slapstick humor or crude humor. I mean, he loves Captain Underpants the movie. Uh, he loves. I introduced him to the Three Stooges as an example. He's seen more Three Stooges than probably any other person alive that I know. Nice, nice. Okay. So, yeah, it is what it is. I I don't force him to go, but I do encourage them to sit down. Clearly, my daughter's doesn't have to, you know, twist her arm. She's there. So, we we've sort of made it a tradition with with the Mandalorian. um, We just started. You know, sitting down every Friday night as a family to watch it. It just became a weekly tradition. So that's kind of carried over through all of these other series. Yeah, summer broke that tradition for us. Well, it helps that, like, Trevor's wife isn't this heretic that worships the sun god. <laughs> yeah, My, that, yeah, that probably does help. <laughs> My wife has a has a shirt that I, I should have got a, a copy of, but the shirt says, I hate morning people. And mornings and people. <laughs> Essentially, it's, it's, saw, it's got more words than that in it. But I saw a, a T-shirt out in the wild that made me think of you, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was, it was this. You know, you look at the guy, and he obviously looked like a computer geek. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the and he obviously is someone who works as for like computer support for his living. Uh, and the t-shirt said any fool can use a computer and many do. (laughs) 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 Um, so anyways, once Josh, uh, watches Loki, we'll, we'll grade that show. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not sure we should wait for me at this point. (laughs) I thought you were farther the first episode. I got to be honest. Yeah. Well, on the plus side, you can sit down and just binge watch. I mean, really, movie. what you need to do right. is I'm just gonna watch it. Let's be honest. I'm right, you need to it. watch it on your own, and then, then we can rate it. You can, then. and then you can watch it with your family. Like yeah. I've watched it on my own, and I'm gonna rewatch it with Brian. And I can act surprised and delighted at all the right spots, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Why right. not? You're right. I mean, truthfully, this would only... solve my mythic quest problem too. So, Jay, is the last episode the same length as all the others, or is it longer? It's about the same. Yeah. So yeah. really, you're only about two and a half, three hours. Just tell them it's a new movie that came out. Sit them down. Say we're going to watch the remainder of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably shorter than Endgame. And they're they're about forty five minutes each. Mm, but, they're yeah. shorter than that. Anyway, the one last night was about 15 minutes, but they have like eight minutes of credits. So anyway, two other gaming related things. I got a a game of uh, War Machine in last night. It's my first game of War Machine in quite a long time. This is this was somewhat facilitated by 
Brian has started playing WoW again, and so uh, I scheduled some WoW while he was was <laughs> scheduled some War Machine while he was playing WoW. Okay. Um, but I, I played. I decided I wanted to the the pairing. I have some models getting painted for my other list, but the the pairing that I'm wanting to play uh, for a while is Vlad to Doom Reaver spam with uh, Vlad three. Uh, Warriors of the Old Faith with uh, it's the cross faction Minoff list. So you know I'll have Adjudicator that's that's doing double signs importance, um, and then some solos etc. that are horses and it should should just be a fun time. So it was nice to uh, I, ha- I had a good time. It was, it was nice to get back and play some War Machine, um, and then I've. I've been actually playing quite a bit of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Ideally, I would like to be playing like around three to five games a week. Uh, not, not even so much because I'm like wanting to get really good at the game or you know whatever, but it's just I've been having a lot of fun with it, and so um, I guess the obsessive part of my nature kicks in, and I <laughs> keep going back to the well. Okay. And each week I, I send a message asking Trevor for if he wants to uh, do uh, uh, a game of Crisis Protocol, and some someday he will say yes. Mm, don't count on it. Oh no, that, Trevor! That, that would require me to leave and go out into the sun that we've already talked about. I mean... That sounds terrible. It does technically, sound terrible, doesn't it? Technically, I am willing to bring my models to your house. No. <laughs> oh. The She's plot, serious. it thickens. <laughs> That's 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 how bad I'm Jones and Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the main topic, I have a question for you, Josh. Okay. Have you? I bought Wildermyth, and I don't. More. I don't even remember why. <laughs> Is it because I said that it was a charming paper doll XCOM style game? Uh. Sure, let's say so. Yeah, it's okay. kind of XCOM-y, Trevor. Okay, then then that's the, all right. That's all I need to know. Now I am, <laughs> I will now go ahead and install it at some point and play. I just can't okay. remember. All right. you'll, you'll I remember we just it. and then go back to Roadbook. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll install it. I'll play a couple hours of it, just like I have with Islanders, and then I'll go back to Roadbook. Yes. I I just want to go on the record that I am now at peace with that. I'm at peace. I have bought in the past month 16 new games. <laughs> I have played 14 of them for an undisclosed amount of time, but let's be honest, it's not very much per game. And you know what? I'm totally happy about that. I, <laughs> I'm i just like, I'm taking the smorgasbord approach to my video gaming life now. Because a couple of them, like Wildermyth, right? Or Rogue Book or Slipways, I've come back to you know more and like I don't know. Yeah, I mean the truth that used to bother me because I used to want to like play a game through to conclusion, right? And I'm just like reality has set deep into my soul at this point. Right. Well, the truth is, is you might buy you know let's say you buy ten games, you play them all for one hour. One of those ten games, you will probably get the value of all ten games out of. Right. Right. You'll yeah, play that I, mean, one I game basically already did ten with, times as with much. Wildermyth and Slipways, honestly. Yeah. So, 
That's my that's my current that's my version of Zen right now. There you go. <laughs> so I, I need to I guess whip out my my missionary commitment pattern here. <laughs> okay. Is, is your only concern leaving your house, Trevor, about crisis oh. protocol? Oh, we're back. <laughs> we're back to that old yarn. <laughs> uh, no, probably not. Truthfully, so my new job involves me working at home a significant portion of the day. So, like, I sort of roll out of bed, you know, maybe 20 minutes later than what I used to because I don't have to drive to anywhere. And I shower and throw a hat on. And then I have these um, moccasins that have, like, their fur lined. Um, that I put my on. language so far. Yeah, I, I know, right? And so, like, I don't actually get dressed to the point where I actually <laughs> would be presentable outside of my house. And truly, the, the pandemic has, like, it has pushed me back into... Full regression. An, er- an earlier day, yes, full regression. Um, I would say I have not spent this much time inside in my basement, away from the light, away from other people, since my first divorce. So and realize how amazing it is. Like, is that what's happening this time, or no? Uh, I mean, there is it, are. Is some... it time for us to do an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were trying to do an intervention with the TI4 game. It didn't work. Actually, I, that would just kept him inside too. No, I, I mean that's that's outside. It's somebody else's house. I will say that this the feeling is not the same. You know, I, back then I didn't need any meals. I was losing massive amounts of weight. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. I don't feel like that. You know, I, I'm not experiencing massive depression. I'm just enjoying <laughs> not having to interact with anybody. You know, throughout my day. <laughs> well. Maybe at some point my friend will remember how nice it was to see his friend. I mean, it is kind of interesting that Trevor is just like sort of embracing his nature. And I'm like actively going against my nature. And one of us seems happier than the other. So, (laughs) I mean, I'm like going into politics. I'm going out in, you know, again, hostile environments bodies of water with sun over top of them it's, it's, it's madness all of it i will say that i i have a strong desire to play board games right now i, I don't know why but my desire to play miniatures games is like non-existent yeah um but my but desire what if you considered crisis protocol to be a board game it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's better <laughs> So anyway, I'm I'm like Jonesy to go play a bunch of the board games that I've gotten over the last couple of year and a half, you know. Yeah, yeah. And or play games that I haven't played in a long time, or people games that I know other people have. Um, there's a game I've wanted to play for a while that I just don't have anybody to play it with, and the people who said they were going to play it with me didn't. But it's a VR game, but it's basically a it's a almost like a tabletop simulator RPG style game. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Demio. You guys ever heard of this? Oh yeah, it's it's almost like a it's almost like a D and D kind of thing, right? It's a dungeon crawler, right? Yeah, it's a dungeon crawler, and you 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 play with other people, and there's a table in front of you in the VR world, and you have a handful of cards, and and as you're crawling through the dungeon, you can play the cards to cast spells or do things. I I honestly don't know. I just I I've never played it, but I want to. 
And uh, I have a couple of friends, Rick and Adrian, who are like, you should get this game so we can play together. And then, you know, they, they promised me that we would play this together sort of thing. They're yeah. liars. Yeah, they're liars. Yeah. Isn't that who you played? Um, oh, freak. No, Destiny, no, Dark. Uh, I can't remember. There's a video game you Divinity. played. Divinity, thank you. Yeah, original. Divinity, original Sin. Isn't that who you played with to get with multiplayer? Yes. Yes, we played we played multiplayer over Christmas break three years ago, basically. So you guys would be like recapturing that feeling, but they just don't care, huh? How sad. Uh, well, to yeah, be it's, fair, it's, it is it is sad when your friends don't want to do things <laughs> with you. <laughs> Amazing. I blame I blame Rick. I'm watching his Facebook feed. He's like out in the sun, also, so it's totally his fault. Mm. Yeah, he's um I mean he's a farm boy, so it's the middle of the summer for him. So he's not a farm boy, he's riding bikes or something. He's lying to you about this farming garbage. <laughs> I think he's lying to himself, to be fair. He, he, but he likes to say anytime you try to push him that he's he's got too much work going on. Got to got to get those seeds in or something, right? Yeah, it's the second cutting of the grain Some, or something. Something hay, yada, yeah, yeah. yeah. Combines. Yep, right. What a lie. Yeah, it's like I have I have proof on Facebook that you did a seven mile bike ride on this date. Clearly, you have time. Right. You can't use that against me, Jake, because I have all the time in the world. So that's not the issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next thing we we're going to discuss was a uh, book called Witness for the Dead. Um, it is. A book set in the same universe as the Goblin Emperor. Um, one of the kind of side characters in the Goblin Emperor is the the main character um, of of this novel. Um, and uh, the Goblin Emperor fantasy, high fantasy. Yes, yeah. It's it's really uh, one of the. It's another deep examination of um, high elvish court politics and you know life. There's there it's it's kind of weird because <laughs> there is like some magic kind of I guess yeah and, kind of I feel like the witness's ability feels yeah so at the, least the like clerical magic he, the the main character feels like he kind of has clerical magic in a limited okay. extent where he can he can with in certain circumstances he can get like uh communication from the dead okay but it also has does, some stuff does it like feel more like he's doing it through his god or is it more like supernatural seance? he does there is a there is a god that he is a acolyte of right. okay. To, yeah okay um but there is also and one of the things that's that i think is was interesting with the book is that there's also like there's there's people in in society who like think that he's just faking or that think that it's not real you know etc and so there there is it I wouldn't say that magic is widespread um, and there are there there are also some things like um, airships in in the setting but they're as near as I can tell, they're they're more like blimps than uh, than airplanes. Right. Yeah, it feels a little. It feels almost like on the cusp of steampunk as yes. I read it. Right. Like, I mean, really, it's like imagine a high elf society that's about to undergo its industrial revolution. 
Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that sounds about right. So, the one of the things that's interesting with it is, so the Goblin Emperor is, a, a, like Josh said, it's, it's kind of elvish politics is the main uh, topic of the book, but the, the character is, is someone who's thrown into the midst of the politics. Um, and this, the second book, um, it does have some political stuff in it, but I would more say that like kind of the two things that it makes me think of first off is it kind of feels like a noir gumshoe novel. Mm-hmm. Too. Oh, that's a good description. Yeah. 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 So this, the main character has part of his responsibilities is like every morning he has to go to his office and people can come to him and petition him and basically bring their questions or problems to him. And so, you know, it, it feels a lot like the detective, the hard-boiled detective in his office, sitting in his office, waiting for the drinking tea coming. instead of, Instead yes. of uh, whiskey or scotch, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> so, are you are you telling me that I'm going to hate this just like I hate the Harry Dresden novels? Uh, no, you'll hate it in a different way. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, but I, there is, I, I really don't like. You won't urban hate fantasy. it the way that you won't hate it the way you hate card games. No, it doesn't feel like urban fantasy. It feels more like. Um, no, no, I I know, but I'm saying I hate urban fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I love the dress. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Just like you hate card games, right, right. I and there, I actually the do other... hate card games. <laughs> Rogue book install, play it again. The other thing that kind of uh, sticks out to me about the book, and I, I I kind of enjoy this maybe more than I should. I don't know. Uh, in in books, but it reminds me a little bit also of the Dresden Files in the, like, one of, uh, like, Harry Dresden's defining characteristics is that he has, like, this moral compass or this sense of duty that even though doing something may bring negative consequences to him or even though he may hate what he's doing or, you know, whatever, he's he's going to do this activity or this action because it's the right thing to do. do so yeah. yeah yeah and so you know there's there's a, it feels like there's a lot of the times where you're reading about this character and he's doing all these other things and he's, he's being fairly self-sacrificing um and it usually not super appreciated for it <laughs> um but he does it because he feels like it's his duty to do so so, Josh, you're about halfway through, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. So, what, I guess, do you do you agree so far with my description, slash what would you, how would you have done it differently or add? Yeah, I mean, your description is way better than what I would have come up with. I mean, I would have described it as a murder mystery, but sort of like tacking the, the, the noir detective elements on top of that really makes it, paints a more vivid picture i guess is what i'm is what i'm wanting to say about that you know um yeah it really is it's like a noir detective in a high elven you know fantasy kind of world and so it's pretty interesting that way um it's funny because as i've been reading it and maybe i'm just shattered because recently some people to whom i have recommended the goblin emperor vociferously (laughs) as i always do 
have not taken to it, you know, and and it's funny because reading Witness from the for the Dead, I feel like I've understood their initial complaints more than than I did with Goblin Emperor, right? Because because the the names and the places and the like reference to certain deities and and certain organizations, some of them are like kind of going over my head. It's not that bad for me because I tend to just be a stubborn reader and I'm just like I let crap fly over my head all the time, which is why when my daughter eventually reads books that I've that I've praised or loved in the past and comes to me in like in full fangirl mode is talking about like, you know, intricate plot points and certain characters. And I'm like, I'm totally the Gandalf meme when you talk about books with me. I'm like, I have no memory of this place. Yeah, I have no recollection of this place. Uh, And so. That I feel like has happened to me more with Witness for the Dead. And so I understand. I, I feel like I have a little more empathy for people who have raised that complaint about Goblin Emperor, which I can't remember if I ever told you this, but my wife literally actually read Goblin Emperor. I think because she had so much FOMO because myself and my daughters had like adored it so loudly that she just, but she really had to power through the names thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think she told me that. In the end, she basically just created an abbreviation in her brain for each character, and like, <laughs> so that surprises me since she's a doctor and uses the most, on a daily basis, the most obscure terms constantly when dealing with people, yeah. with life in general. Right? Yeah. Right. It I, always amazes me when I will tell somebody, you know, that I use pioglitazone or whatever as one of my medications. And, 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 you know, the nurse or the doctor will look at me without, you know, even blinking go, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and I'll be like, <laughs> like, I take the stuff on a daily basis, and I'm not sure I could tell you exactly what it does. And you could you could have been convinced that that was the name of an ancient uh, green dragon or something. Oh, yeah. Instead, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm going to make that's my next D&D character. I love it. <laughs> Hopefully you'll, and you need to really use two prescription names so that you have a, a good surname as well. But yeah, that does. Oh, I, yeah, trust me, true, I right. take plenty of pills. I can. You find probably some, well, find you probably surnames. do a, a prescription and a disease on the on uh, as the surname, you know, or something like that. Well, I mean, I could use like the name of my insulin and be like pioglitazone hemolog. <laughs> done. It's my terrifying. I'm terrified of this dragon already. Yeah, heard your character be. already. Should I'm terrified of it too. Uh, anyway, Jay. So that that's all I would add is that it does. Emptor, like the the names and characters may lose you. Yeah. Uh, I guess another thing that this has that the other book doesn't is that um, so the um the character is is. I guess kind of a priest of a death god. And it turns out that like the elves worship a, a bunch of different ways and do their burials a bunch of different ways. But it also turns out that part of the reason why they do it, like one of the, the later um, parts in the book is that like, if they don't do this, then their dead rise up as undead. And so there's some more magic for you, Trevor. Yeah. So there's some more magic and, and part of, one of one of the quests that he gets is is going to you know go go deal with uh, a ghoul. 
yeah, a ghoul that's been been raised. Uh, a town up north has not been tending their cemeteries, and so they had a ghoul rise, and he has to go take care of that. So I would call that have... more supernatural than magic, but sure. Okay. I guess that's maybe um, splitting hairs. The one other thing I would add, Jay, is I have found this to be a faster and shorter read than Goblin Emperor. And I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's probably accurate. I mean, I loved my read of Goblin Emperor, but I feel like this moves at a pretty quick pace, and it it seems like it's a substantially shorter book. Um, yeah, that that could be. I'm not sure. I did. It I it does feel like I got through it pretty quickly. Um, although it's it's kind of annoying. The Kindle does like location instead of page on that one when I was oh, reading. Oh, okay, okay. And so I don't really know how big it was. <laughs> Um, but overall, I, I was very happy to have read it. Um, I would still probably say, I mean, I guess what your thought on this so far, Josh, you'd still probably want to start with the Goblin Emperor. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to introduce somebody to this world with witness for the dead. I would want it to be a Goblin Emperor. I'm, I, yeah. So, and you say that's kind of what you would feel like too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, so check it out. Uh, worth worth your time if it sounds like your cup of tea. I see um, what you did there with the tea. Nice job. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, As all right. Ted Lasso so, says, uh, I don't understand this tea thing. It doesn't taste very good. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite meals each year is. We will go to afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian and in Disney World, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fantastic. So, um, okay, so now Josh, we are going to talk about Mythic Quest slash. Oh, I feel like I need to pull up the grading. Pitch, right here. pitch it to Trevor. I'm not. I'm no good to pitch. Like that's what I. That's what I got to talk about. Okay, you you sound like you more need a counseling session than yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, let's do it. But here's the thing: quick pitch to Trevor. Trevor, what what okay. I was supposed to pitch to you is maintain your Apple TV subscription. Yeah. So, I and the only it. way I could do that is to say to Jay, Jay, when does Foundation come out? <laughs> I think September. Okay, so then renew in September, Trevor, because. That looks astonishingly good. I don't know. You see, I've never read any of the Foundation series. It doesn't matter. It look it looks like it's gonna be awesome. Like like you know, space opera, like expanse level, totally cool stuff. That's just my opinion. Based you on the you would have had a better chance selling me if you just said, "Hey, all you gotta do is hold on for another week for season two of Ted." <laughs> well, that's a fair pitch too. <laughs> Boy, I I'm not sure which one I'm more excited for season two of Ted Ted's or uh foundation i i guess you know i always have the same reaction to this sort of thing if you're going to pitch me a show or a movie based on a book property and that property is right up my alley like it, it is sci-fi it is you know it is pointed straight towards geekdom my gut reaction is to avoid the thing until I've finished reading it, which oh, is why. Jeez, <laughs> you you like to tell yourself the sweet little lie. Yeah, I tell myself yeah. the lies, which is what I did with Expanse. I didn't watch any of Expanse for many years 
because I kept telling myself, eventually I'll read those books. <laughs> you need to achieve a new Zen state, Trevor, like I've done with video games. Just say I won't get to it. I'm just buy them and it. know that you'll never get to more than five minutes of them. Yeah, and that you you should just watch it to. Anyway, I think Foundation looks like it will be fun in the same vein that the Dune movie is going to be fun. Uh, you know, and I think Dune will still be better, but I'm biased there. So, well, see, I've learned something over the last year, Josh, and that's that just because I read something once doesn't mean I know anything about it. Yeah, that's fair. As I'm rereading Dresden Files, I'm like, I don't remember any of this. So truly, <laughs> I have I no recollection I, of this. Yeah, place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there we go. I could watch these things and it wouldn't ruin my reading of the books because I'd be like, I, I don't recall this in the movie. Well, maybe it wasn't even there. I won't have any clues. Yeah, there you go. See? Zen State, right there. All right, Jay. Yes, counsel me. Let us speak of Mythic Quest now. Okay, so basically Mythic Quest is set in the development studios of... I mean... It's as, the as, office meets a MMO video game developer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's basically the office set at Blizzard headquarters. Yes, th that even better. Well said. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know what else to say about that. Well, okay, so two things. First of all, I should be the target audience for this, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I've absorbed one whole season of it because inertia, partially. But also, I, I want to talk about one specific episode without being total, like, spoilery about it. But I think it's episode 5J yeah, it that, uh -huh. that, that's kind of a side story, right? Yeah, it is. That side story sunk its hooks all the way into me. And so that's why I finished season one. Because I was like, well, I gotta see what they, I gotta see what the payout is with this story, right? <laughs> Cause they did an amazing job of like telling me a really cool story that seemed totally disconnected from the main arc, right? And I was like, and so anyway, then the, the payoff of that story, quote unquote, is maybe episode nine. Am I wrong? Is that the payoff or not? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, you blankety blank blankers. I'm like, what a waste of a totally awesome side story. So I don't know if if I can blame the writers for that or if I can blame myself for like getting overly interested in a side story, but or or if I just if it's just that I like actively find no character that I love in in mythic quest enough that they couldn't have done anything to pay it off like honestly what i want is i want season two to be the extension of that side story which it couldn't even be because it, they told it in one good little you know 30 minute nugget right but i don't know so that's i'm all conflicted and i'm like i don't even think i want to keep watching so well okay so i guess another thing that's important to say about this show is the, I mean, when you watch The Office, um, like Jim is kind of, and and I guess Pam, they're they're kind of like the sanity in in the in the storm. A little bit, right, right. And really, everyone in Mythic Quest has flaws, <laughs> to various degrees. Um, but there's there's yeah, a maybe the of, least flawed characters are the testers, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But there, there is a fair bit of like kind of 
unlikable characters that are in the show. <laughs> I'm, is, is that part of why you're struggling with it? I, I'm assuming. I think so. Yeah. As we, as we talk about it, cause here's the thing, like if I was grading this thing, like time management is fine. Cause that's part of why I've gotten as far as right, I ha- yeah, have. Cause yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, I can, it's like, sure, I can watch minutes. a 25 minute episode. Right. But it's like, again, repeatability. I probably will go back and rewatch episode five because I thought it was so cool. I thought it was such a fun, not fun. I mean, like well Well told story, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, which character should I like? Which character do you like, Jay? (laughs) I mean, I don't. So here's, here's a couple examples. Um, there's, they have a, one of the, one of the characters I kind of like, he's kind of a, a guilty pleasure. Um, <laughs> is yes. so there's the the actor who played like Salieri and Amadeus. He's this Nebula award winning author. <laughs> CW. <laughs> who is working at the studio writing stuff, and he's like this total uh degenerate i guess I yes don't know. ridiculous old man degenerate dirty old man right like, yeah he's a dirty old man yes and so you know like he'll be walking around you know uh drinking his his whiskey and carrying his his nebula award and <laughs> he's he's not a good person but <laughs> he is kind of entertaining <laughs> um Another like another example of a character you mentioned like the the playtesters there was like these yeah. two female playtesters and then one of them kind of gets reassigned and so another person comes in and <laughs> like the character who comes in is just like kind of every uh neck neckbeard gatekeeper ever yeah like basically if you um if you distilled a Distilled Gamergate into human form. <laughs> it would be this person, and and the person who's his coworker is this, you know, female lesbian who did women's studies, and so you know, obviously they they don't get along well. They are the antithesis of one another. Yeah. 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 And so you know, there's there's you know, kind of amusing things that happen because of that, but again, it's that that character creates interesting situations but he's not by any means a likable character um the creator of the game is you know like just this narcissism made flesh yes narcissism made flesh that's that's fair yes so you know you, you'll go go down the line and that's that's basically how everything is in the show and i think that might be maybe the biggest weakness of it is that there isn't necessarily a, a character for you to identify with as like with. potential sanity is that what yeah you, i don't maybe know maybe that must be it i mean like the community manager maybe the hr lady maybe yeah but they're but they're only really like bit parts right? they're pretty minor characters yeah yeah so so with right. that uh glowing review have we convinced you to keep your apple subscription forever <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any questions for us now, Trevor? No, but I have a statement. So <laughs> I, I think that this has become fashionable to have lots of negative people in, in flawed TV. characters, flawed right? characters in your TV show. Mm-hmm. 
and at the end of the day, they're not very likable. I feel like, and and this is the pitch you guys should have made. I feel like Ted Lasso is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. In that most of the characters you actually learn to like despite their flaws. And that's why I enjoy the show so much. I mean, every character in the show, including Ted, has flaws of some form, even if their flaw is that they are perpetually good-natured optimistic, and right. optimistic. But whatever it is, you still grow to love them. I mean, the, I will tell you, my first, the first episode of Ted Lasso, I thought I was going to hate Keely. She walked right, into, right. Into the, they and I set thought, her up that way. Yeah. yeah, they set her up, and I'm like, I'm going to hate this character. And by the end of season one, I'm like, I need more Keely in my life. <laughs> I will so, go to war. <laughs> <laughs> I've known this Keely for one day, and I will kill for her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so true. <laughs> but Well, I think that's a good examination. I think you're right. Like, but do you so think many... it's become fashionable, or do you just think that that's harder to do as you know, writers, show creators? Is I mean, it though? Think it, about the people I, it's you kind know of in a real tough life. Needle to thread. Yes, but think about the people you know in real life. All of us have flaws, but honestly, the vast majority of us are likable if you can get to know who they really are or why they feel the way they do. Uh, maybe I'm well, being more. Wait a second here. Jeez, I feel like Who's I just had Trevor. A, yeah, and... I feel like I just got body snatched by Trevor. Right. I. <laughs> you guys. You've known me long enough to know that even though I portray the the pessimist, in truth, I'm an eternal optimist when it comes yeah. to other people. It's like your relationship with card games. I get it. <laughs> when it comes to other people, I have a feeling like most people, you just if you had a bad experience with them, generally it's because you just didn't get to know them well enough or you didn't weren't empathizing enough with them. I don't know. I just I feel like it's become so fashionable to make all these characters, you know, hated. Yeah, yeah. But in real life, most I think about all the people I interact with in life, and the actual number of people that I truly hate is very, very small. And most of them, it's because I don't really know them, and I had very limited interactions with them. You know, or the largest group of people I don't like are my wife's friends, and <laughs> and it's truly because one or two things that they do just really rub me the wrong way. It's not because right. I know know who they are. I really right. Don't. Anyway, I yeah maybe I'm drinking the kool-aid of humanity right now <laughs> well or trevor maybe, maybe you should maybe you should keep your apple subscription so you can try mythic quest at least until episode five and tell me if i'm i honestly there's no reason i missed the point why you can't just watch episode five actually you should just watch episode five that's true that's my pitch just you, watch you're saying that five. there's no nobody in episode there's no characters that i would need to have any pre-knowledge it's a pre- no it's it's like a it's a standalone story and yes in the end it ties to mythic quest but it could have never tied to mythic quest and it would have been fine okay like, it well, is a, it's I a cool you, story i promise you that i'll watch episode five tonight all right there you go but yeah i don't know i guess when i look at when the pitch is you know they're characters that you love to hate that's hard that's a hard sell for me yeah that's fair <laughs> i mean i took a i took a break um from <laughs> from watching mythic quest to watch an eight hour hbo documentary on a cult so whoa <laughs> <laughs> the vow is the name of the, the hbo documentary that's a documentary holy cow yeah 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 
So, all right. Well, uh, everyone watch episode five of Myth of Mythic Quest <laughs> and let us know what you think. <laughs> here, here. And, and send me your your most hated tweets about how horrid humanity is on on Twitter if you really don't agree with me. But <laughs> I would I would love to see or hear other people's viewpoints on this phenomenon of having all the characters be hated in some way. Right.